everyone. Welcome to the Latin Excellence Podcast. I'm Gabby. And this is Carlos. And we are Los, Los Riveras. Riveras. Our show features stories of top performers in the Latinx community and helps you discover practical insights that you can apply to your own personal journey. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I'm Gabby and I'm here with Carlos and we are Los Riveras. In this episode, we chat with Chabeli Sanchez, founder of PS and Associates, a boutique event planning company based in Los Angeles, California. Chabeli teaches us how to curate memorable experiences, why building an all-star team really matters, and how to stay true to your authentic self. Let's welcome Chabeli to the show. We'd like to welcome Chabeli. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you uh, one, for having me. Of course. One question right off the bat. How are you doing with all of this madness going on outside? Yeah, I mean, we're just kind of taking it day by day and hanging in there. I'm trying to focus on the positive. Um, you know, I I treat it as like that maybe we're taking this, I'm taking it as a sign of slowing down just a little bit in life in general and enjoying those really great moments. I think that we get so focused on our career sometimes that we just keep going, 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 going. And I haven't had a break in nine and a half years. So I'm taking this time to just kind of unwind a little bit. Um, it's definitely testing um, a lot <laughs> of just emotional and uh, strength. But we're hanging in there and just learning to kind of pivot and go with the flow as much as we can. That's awesome. Wow, that's a pretty busy year, 25 to 30 events a year. We can just, we had a hectic time just planning our own. <laughs> it was, uh, seems like a definitely big experience. Um, so maybe can you talk to us about how and, and, and why you really wanted to jump into this full time? I'm not sure if you had other stuff before that, but maybe you can kind of take us back and how yeah. you made that transition over into wedding planning. Yeah, so in 2010, I was 24 years old and just graduating from college. Um, so I went to college for communications with an emphasis in PR, public relations. And I gave myself six months after graduation to, to basically figure out what I was going to do and what my path and career would be. And I was so gung-ho on making it PR-driven, and I'm going to be in PR, and I want to be on the red carpet. And then I started diving more into the career, and I was like, ooh, this is just not for me. You know, it just, it just wasn't working out. And at the time, my half-sister and I were kind of throwing small events for our families. We have a large, extensive family. And finding ways to gather became kind of challenging. And so we would come in and, and, and figure out ways to, to bring these activities and, and gatherings to life. And one day, I remember at a birthday party, someone came up to us and said, you guys should really do this for a living. And we looked at each other and we were like, yeah, why not? Like, we have nothing else going on. Sure. <laughs> so we went and got a business license the next week. And all of a sudden, we were like, okay, we are quote unquote event planners. What is our emphasis going to be? And so we chose kind of the medical field in conventions to kind of um, go for. and. As we dove a little bit into that, we noticed that it just 
wasn't what we kind of anticipated and wanted. So why did you what, choose that? Why did you choose the, uh, the medical field out of everything else that's out there? <laughs> Just kind of, yeah, it's a good question, right? <laughs> it's like, why medical? Um, the conventions were large and it was something that seemed challenging to us and, and we were a little drawn to it. My half sister has, her stepdad is a surgeon. And so the medical field kind of seemed um, right for us and, and the, the doors were kind of over, already open. So we figured why not? Um, didn't really work out. A cousin of ours has a rental company in Rancho Cucamonga and he came to us one day and was like, hey, you guys are doing this. How about a wedding? And we were like, oh, <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> and we took it. We met with the clients and it was an outdoor wedding, 75 people. Um, and we did it and we executed it and it till this day was one of the hardest weddings I've done. Um, but it worked and it just, it just brought excitement and just joy and we loved it. And so we continued on. Um, eventually my, uh, half sister chose a different path and, you know, we parted ways on the business side. And so I took the company two years later and basically rebranded it and made it more focused on my personality and how I do business. And then we kind of kept expanding as we um, went along. And then weddings just became it. Like I just, I love them more than anything. And uh, that's kind of how we got to where we are today. Nice. And so thinking about just how sometimes in the Latin culture, there's this stigma of like, you need to make sure you go to school and get a full-time job and, you know, have a steady career where you're earning a steady paycheck, right? Yep. Um, what, curious, what did your friends and family say when you told them and, and really took their advice and you started to run with your own company? Yeah. So coming from a Cuban mother and a Mexican father, achievement has always been in our family and expected, right? So my father owned his own uh, baking company with his brother and my mother always kind of worked while taking care of us kids. And so achievement was always there. And um, I think, well, going back to your question, it was always expected from my mother. She had two things she asked from us. I want you to do all your sacraments Catholic, hello, and, Important. Yeah. <laughs> and you will, you will graduate from high school and you will graduate from college. And I was like, all right, so got the sacraments done. I was good on that. And then it was high school and then college. And I did both. And then she said, you can do whatever you want, you know, whatever you want to do, do it. And I always knew that I didn't want to necessarily work under someone else. I knew I wanted to be in control of my path. And I think she was thinking that I was going to go into PR, but when this kind of landed in my lap, everyone was pretty open to it. And because my father is an entrepreneur, I think it was kind of in my blood already. That's what I've grown up seeing. Um, so it was taken pretty well across the board. I mean, some people are like, yeah, sure. That'll work out. She'll have a nine to five in no time. Um, right. but I don't, and I'm still in it. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think that's one of the things that you are lucky enough to see it because you had, you know, parents or your father that had um, his own business and was already an entrepreneur. Like my dad, mm -hmm. he had his own pool company. My mom was a teacher. But just being able to kind of see someone that um, was able to start their own business and kind of how they work with clients, um, how they, you know, have different expectations for customer service. So maybe what are some of the things that you think that you can pull from your parents that has helped you 
just run your business in general? Yeah, um, I think the main thing that I witnessed growing up was the drive and the amount of time that owning your own business takes, right? So a lot of people think, oh my gosh, you make your own schedule. Like you can do whatever you want. And yes, in a whole, yes, I can. But realistically, I'm usually at my desk seven days a week and I'm never too far from my phone. I answer every call and I make sure I respond within 24 hours. And so that takes a toll on you. Growing up, I remember family vacations were like scheduled so in in advance and could potentially change. And my parent, my dad would only get, you know, a week off and that's what they took, but he was always on the phone and still kind of working. And so I always got to see kind of what it took. You know, I remember um, kids growing up, like I had families that were more of like parents were nine to fivers that they were like, yep. And then we're going to go here and we do this. And, and my dad gets off at five and then he's there at my softball practice. That kind of wasn't the case. It was like, whenever dad could get off, he was off, you know, my mom did more of the nine to five. So she was kind of present a little bit more, but I think seeing the drive and, and always seeing him put his business kind of first is something that I've adapted into my own life. Um, I remember when the Northridge earthquake hit, we all jumped out of bed. And the first thing he said was like, okay, everyone's good. I'm going to go see about the bakery. And like, that's how I'm now focused. And sometimes it could be the devil, but it's also a positive as well is my business does come first. Oh, that's awesome. Um, And I think maybe we can talk about it or kind of segue into like you mentioned a few things early on about how you first started, but also the importance of branding. Um, So I kind of want to maybe just kind of get your thoughts on how, why was that important and how did that really help you actually get started as a company? Yeah. So when um, we first started the business and I was with my sister, I think we branded the business more to be kind of like a combination of us two, Um, kind of why we have the P and the S. Um, but then when I kind of took over, I had to take a step back and figure out what do I want to achieve with this company and what do I want to tell people that I do? How, you know, a lot of people have the actual tangible thing. I don't, I'm service-based and, and our customer service is something that's so big for us. So when I rebranded, I basically made it be an extension of myself. So when you get PS, when you meet with PS, you are meeting an extension of Chibelli Sanchez. And that's across the board with the girls that work with me, my team, you know, I I've, I've curated this team to be such an extension of me and so heavily driven on the customer service that we provide and the attention to detail. So yeah, in a brand, people think like, oh, it's your logo. And like, oh, cool. I have a cute little PS in rose gold because I love rose gold more than anything. Yes, that's true. But my brand is more so what we provide. And it's an extension of Chibelli Sanchez turned into PS. Right. And I I will say being a customer or a past customer of PS plans, it, it is true. 
So in all of the details, whether that's your communication or your in-person meetings and the structure and the vendors, I could really, I could feel as a client, your personality coming through. And I think that's one of the things that drew me the most, right? Is like, now I feel comfortable. I feel like I have a relationship with you. I feel like you know me enough to help me customize my dream wedding. So I think that's huge. Um, so important and thinking about, so what I'm curious about is, um, as you were starting your company, you were thinking about branding and being an extension of yourself. You talked about your team. How, how did you go about even finding a team and what did you look for? Yeah. So that's a great question. <laughs> um, so I think that when I started, I kind of, I'm going to touch on the team, but then this kind of goes into it. I avoided taking out loans and credit cards and debt to start. And so a lot of people think you get a business and you get employees and you, you hit the ground running. Right. In some cases that works, in some it doesn't. So I basically bootstrapped my way into what PS is now. No debt, no credit card loans. Um, nice. While it made my business grow slower, it made me more deliberate and set me up for success, not digging myself into a hole financially. So um, I took my time with the growth. And at first, in the first few weddings, it was just me and like an assistant. And that assistant really didn't know too much about PS, just knew what I needed from them day of and kind of kept going. Wow. As I grew, I noticed that I can't be that wedding planner to give the attentive the attention to detail and the amazing customer service with just one body. I just, I can't in the planning part of it. Yeah, totally. Because I give that type of relationship and I want to be that same face that they plan with, but day of it just couldn't, it couldn't happen. I couldn't execute. So I started bringing people on and at first I did kind of like internships and that just did not work for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I require a lot and I require just the same that a client sees Chabelli Sanchez. I need the other bodies on my team to be the exact same and think like me because we're in such a fast paced day and anything can happen. I need them to think like me and react like me. So it took a lot longer. So what I, tr what I figured out was people coming from a hospitality based industry, primarily focused on restaurants. Mm -hmm were the best people to bring onto the team. So they already know what customer service is. If they know how to wait a table or bartend, they already know that interaction between customer and person behind the service. You know, yeah. they already know how to deal with sometimes difficult situations, difficult clients, um, and they already can think on their feet. And so they adapted really well to the wedding planning industry and day of coordination. So, um, yeah, it took me a long time to find them, but I think it, it kind of worked out in the end. Now I have a solid team underneath me. My team is my everything. So I am PS and we are PS because of them. I, I can't stand without them. Um, and so I'm so thankful and grateful. I did work in the restaurant business for 15 years. Um, one of my lead girls uh, worked at Forever 21 in visual marketing, uh, merchandising, I mean. And mm -hmm. so she understands how things need to look and the attention mm -hmm. to detail is there. Um, another one of my girls worked with me at the restaurant and we worked for years together. And so this was like a natural progression. 
Um, and so I think that curating that team, it took a while and it, it took a lot of hard work, but it's definitely beneficial and it's my everything now. Leadership is also about how do you, how do you lead during times that are challenging, that are uncertain. And I think right now is, is a perfect example of that. We didn't anticipate any of this COVID stuff you know, coming down the pipe and lots of businesses, small businesses are being impacted. How are you finding, you know, is the best way or, or how are you leading through this change to keep your team motivated and engaged? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty difficult right now. I think a lot of people, we're just, we're depressed, we're sad, we're angry, and it varies day to day, you know, but what I've tried to do, and I think this is down the line before COVID too, is I try to listen. You know, if someone has an idea, I want to listen. I want to listen to it. Maybe isn't the right decision moving forward and maybe not one that I want to go forward with, but I need to listen and see how they got to that. And then from there, um, say, yes, I like it or no, I don't. But um, especially in this state of what we're in, in the current situation, just listening to everyone and just, you know, understanding all the emotions and we're in this together. It's, you know, I felt isolated at first and then it was kind of like, no, every single person is hurting right now. We're all in a state of unknown. It's just completely uncertain. Um, so we've been, I've been working a lot with one of my main planners in just writing blogs and trying to find avenues of ways to create more work and being a sounding board for everyone else in the same boat, planner and industry-wise, and then also giving tips and tricks of what to do right now for clients, you know, mm -hmm. clients that maybe not even have a planner and are like completely on this path alone. And so being able to um, educate people during this time, I think is, you know, really important. Sure. Yeah, I think that's great. Just the listening piece, right? That's something yeah. tangible that every business owner, CEO, leader can do right now is listen to their team. Now, you know, until we can, everything kind of gets back to normal, mm -hmm. there's going to be many successful events that you're going to be a part of in the near future. So I'm curious to know, and obviously we've already had a successful event partnering with you. So I'm wondering, just wanted to get your insight on what do you think or what elements do you are important to make sure that you actually can complete a successful event, whether it's a wedding, a birthday party, graduation, anything that, what do you think is critical that you have to have to have a successful event? Ooh, in wedding world, I think a wedding budget starting off is extremely important. I think that we get kind of um, enticed by the Pinterest and then all of a sudden we want, 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 want. And oh, then, <laughs> yeah, it's like, I love Pinterest, but it's like kind of the devil as well. So it's like a love hate relationship. But yeah. I think that we get so consumed by all the pretty out there that we want, 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 want. And then we don't budget accordingly and we get ourselves into a sticky situation. And when we don't budget accordingly, we miss out on some of the key things, right? So for me, a good party, a good event has good food, a bomb bar and some great music, right? Yeah. And with those three things, you can have a party anywhere, really like anywhere. It doesn't yeah. matter the setting you're in. So 
those are like the big things. And sometimes we get so consumed with the pretty lights and the pretty fabrics and the pretty flowers. And those are all really great parts of an event. But the core of it is like the food and the music and, and the bar or maybe no bar, whatever it is, you know? Um, but it, that's the true core of it. You can party anywhere. Um, and I think sometimes when we steer away from the budget, we get ourselves into a sticky situation. I guess one, one thing that I was thinking about was, you know, your team looks up to you um, and they look at, for, to you for guidance, for direction, for ideas, for inspiration. So kind of curious, do you look up to anyone or who do you look up to to kind of get that inspiration and drive or, or competitive advantage? You know, I still, I look at my team a lot because they're younger than I am. They're fresh into the business and they are constantly searching for new things. Um, so they bring a lot to the table. Their personalities bring a lot to the table too, because I've got team members with all different personalities and likes and styles. And so they kind of um, bring more to my excitement of the industry because each one of them likes such different things. But in terms of like me and in, and who I look up to business-wise and creatively, Kristen Banta events has been um, someone I've always kind of looked at like before I even started. So mm -hmm. she's definitely someone that brings a lot of creativity to the industry. She really works with clients and, and looks at the relationship between the two and what their personalities are and then creates based on that, which I think is something that I've tried to implement in my company as well, is I really like to get to know you two as a couple and then design and expand from there. Speaking of, of resources, for those who might be interested in either starting their own business or even their own event planning business, what are some of those tools or go-to resources that you go to, that you use um, to just help you either build the business or just get more ideas on, on how to grow it? Um, so I, you know, do a lot of like, I read a lot of blogs. Um, I do a lot of that. I look at like SEO work and stuff and building up the website. <clears throat> um, but I've tried to also kind of shelter myself at the same time from a lot of the stuff on the internet because I want to stay true to myself and I want to stay true to my business and not, not essentially like copy anyone else. I just want to just always be true to what Chabelli likes and have my company be an extension of that. So I've, you know, while I do look at blogs and I love social media and I, you know, like the knot and wedding wire and, the, and all of that, the wedding blogs put up great material. I still try to shelter myself as well and kind of just stay true to what my personality is and, and what I kind of, how and when I want to expand and, and move and do those kinds of things. I think we've seen that as a pattern with some of the folks that we've talked to in how do they differentiate themselves in the market or how do they, um, you know, not get caught up in this world of competition and really wanting to, to, to be the best or beat another person out. It, it seems like it's more about how do you add to the community? How do you take your authentic self and really add value to what is already out there? So that's, that's important to note. 100%. I think that if we stay true to ourselves, we attract the clients that 
are essentially supposed to be our clients, right? Mm-hmm. There's enough to go around. There are, there are clients for every wedding planner out there. You know, everyone has a different personality. Everyone navigates the planning process differently. And so I think, you know, there's a, a big hashtag in our community and it's community over competition. I chat mm-hmm. with a lot of other wedding planners. I, I learn from them. And then I also stay true to myself and how I run things as well. So every single person is not going to work for every client. And, mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of it. There's just enough to go around. And um, you should stay true to yourself because then you lose that authenticity if you are trying to copy or be someone else, you know? Right. And people can see that. They recognize totally. that right away. Totally. Yeah. So speaking of being your authentic self, uh, just switching gears and talking about culture for a minute, you talked about your background, uh, your Cuban and Mexican roots. Mm -hmm. How do you think that your identity as a Latina has influenced your career thus far? I think that coming from a Cuban and Mexican household um, has, you know, the culture, the Latin culture in itself is so warm and so caring that I've been able to bring that into my business. Latinos are compassionate and just so warm and inviting. You know, you go to your grandma's house with your friend and she's making dinner for everyone. Like, it's like, who cares? Sit down, have my tortillas and my menudo and sit down. Um, and, and that inviting, <laughs> that inviting. You leave until you eat. So, no, you, yeah, you got to eat, girl. You got, you got to eat. Um, and I miss those tortillas more than anything. Um, but that inviting sense, when I sit down with a client at the, um, just at the consult, right? Or phone or in, in person right now, we're moving more towards virtual. But even in the conversation, I want to be inviting and I don't have like this list of things that I just blurb out and say like, let me tell you about Chevelli Sanchez and PS. I sit and I ask questions. I want to get to know you. I want to know what kind of style you're looking for. I want to know where you come from. I want to know how you gather. And so I take that and I make it more of a conversation and invite them into the conversation and make them feel warm and, and taken care of. That is something that I like to add into the way we run PS. And it goes into day of as well. I want to meet your parents. I want to, you know, I, I want to be friendly and I want to joke around and I want to laugh. I, I don't want to be all stiff and, and stuck up and, and, and so by the five minute, oh my God, we need to be here at five minutes and it's, you know, five ten. we should be walking down the aisle. Yes, I am very punctual and yes, I still run with a timeline. There's no doubt about that, but I want it to be enjoyable. Yeah, that's a good point. And I think just, you know, you, you, you mentioned that we just, our culture already just brings in so much value to the community. And maybe some people don't realize that or either are shy or, or timid about sharing who we really are with right. the rest of society. So what would you say to those Latinos or in the Latinx community who want to increase representation in the entrepreneurial space? Like, what would you tell them to help them drive to start a business or, you know, be their authentic self? Um, don't let anyone define you or what you can and cannot achieve ever. I ever, I define what I can achieve me. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, it doesn't matter where you come from, 
how you were raised, you know, how much money you have in the bank. I don't let that define me. I define who I am and what I want to do with, you know, with my career. Um, and I don't take no for an answer. I don't mean that to come off in a very arrogant way. I just, I find another avenue, right? I'm told mm -hmm. no. Okay, great. Now I'm going to figure out how I'm going to do it. What was one of those situations where maybe someone had told you, hey, I don't think you could do X, Y, or Z. Yeah. You kind of took that to heart and said, you know what, I'm definitely going to make, uh, I'm going to prove you wrong. In kindergarten, I had a harder, I had a hard time um, reading, like reading, you know, I have a little form of dyslexia and my kindergarten teacher brought this to my mom's attention and my mom was like, okay, well, you know, what do we do? And she goes, I've just, she is struggling, but she doesn't stop. Like she doesn't stop trying, you know? And so we made these little ornaments in um, kindergarten and I chose to make a little engine, a train engine. And on it, I wrote, I think I can from the little engine that, you know, thought he could. Wow. Story. And I still have it to yeah. this day. I, um, I put it on my Christmas tree every year. That's so and cool. That was just, you know, one thing like people tell you that you can't achieve. Well, I say, screw it. I can do it. I know I can. It may take me longer to get there, but there's no doubt in my mind that I can do it. Totally. Well, so thank you for sharing. I think you, you have given us so many good pieces of tangible advice. And I think lots of people can learn so much from the wedding and event planning industry that they can implement into not only their own event planning, right, but just in how they create experiences for their customers, whoever they yeah. might be. So thank you for that. We, we want to wrap up by understanding what's next. What's next for PS plans? What is in the future? And what do you hope to achieve in the next, you know, next few years? Well, what's next is when we are allowed to be outside and socially gather. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah going to preface that. Important. Yeah. important, important. What's next is we are still going to be here throwing some kick-ass weddings and working with amazing couples. Um, we are going to just be striving to do more, you know, expand the team, expand how many events we do a year, keep kind of educating. I think that that's a new branch that we're going to be kind of focusing on, you know, a lot of blogging and um, Instagram TV and that kind of stuff. If whatever we can kind of teach people that are in the process of planning, um, we would like to do. So I think that's what's, that's what's next. Um, but yeah, just creating and just to keep striving for more and greater. Well, we look forward to all of the future success of PS Plans. And I know just speaking from um, our own personal uh, event planning that we had with you or our wedding, um, it was a huge success. We, you know, to this day, we keep going back to our pictures and looking at it. So I have no doubt that you and your team are going to be reaching new high levels in the next few uh, months and years to come. Thank you. So we want to wrap up. We kind of have like these fast forward questions where we... Uh, at least get to know you on a different level. Um, Oof, so okay. Questions, uh, just to give our listeners a little bit more uh, dive into your world. Nothing heck. Yeah, nothing. All right, I'm starting to sweat. All right, let's do uh, it. You're fine. All <laughs> right, so first one is name one person, and I think you kind of mentioned it already, but let's just do it again. One person you admire or currently following? Yeah, Kristen Banta for sure. Okay, cool. Uh, and what book are you currently reading? 
Ooh. <laughs> or what's your favorite? Oh, no, I'll tell you. No, I'll tell you. I No shame, no shame. Straight, uh, wait, Basic Bitch by Stassi Schroeder? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Oh, okay. I'll have to look at the that for her uh, birthday. No. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> Okay, so what is your favorite Spanish quote? Oh, I don't know if I could say it. (laughs) All right, and last one is, what would you want your younger self to know? That it's going to be all right, really. Like, the just all the bullshit in life is just bullshit. And, you know, focus on the good. Um, and, and just keep thriving. Someone says no, who cares? You know, it's yes. Just keep going. No, I love it. Yeah. Just keep going. And it is all bullshit at the end of the day. Yeah, really. (laughs) Um, Well, thank you so much again for your time and for, for joining us on this podcast. Where can people find you? Yeah, so www.psplans.com is our website. Uh, You can see a lot of our newer material and keep up with us, though, on our Instagram, which is at ps underscore plans, P-L-A-N-S. Amazing. So we'll make sure to link that to the show notes. And I will post our wedding video in case you want to see. (gasps) Oh, because it's so good. Yeah. Because it's so good. And everyone listening, guys, this parking lot that we went and shot at was so freaking worth it. Before you go, I have to tell you about what happened two years ago. Carlos and I were engaged, but we were both working full time, working on graduate degrees and literally had zero time to plan a wedding. All we knew was that it had to be fabulous. Enter Chavelli and PS Plans. The team took our ideas and magically turned them into the most memorable event for us and for our families. So if you are planning a wedding, you are in for a treat. For Latin Excellence listeners only, PS Plans is offering $500 off of a carefree or relief wedding planning package. Of course, this applies to new bookings only, but you get $500 off when you mention the code word Latin excellence upon booking. You can find them at psplans.com. Happy planning. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, make sure to subscribe to our channel and leave us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at Latin Excellence Podcast. Thanks again for listening. And hey, if you know someone we should be highlighting, feel free to drop us a note or a comment and let us know how we can share their story.